The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of The Daily Drop, episode number 31. I got it right today, I looked it up beforehand. And I want to talk about, I'm going to have a little break from yesterday's episode, the last couple in the series, where we're looking at the mini-series that's um, coming out that's now available for you in the show notes today uh, and from now on to click on the link if you want to get access to the uh, the brand new mini-series called The Thomas Edison of Health Technology in the 2020s. If you love smartwatches, if you love tracking your physical health outcomes, if you're a little bit frustrated with things like, oh, I'm driving along here, and there is a car that is doing a burnout here in Sydney, and there is just poured smoke all over the road. Oh, man, I'm driving away from that in a hurry. That's a $2,000 fine in our state for doing a, a massive burnout, if you get busted, of course. Anyway, back to today's show. Got the phone here in the cradle uh, and as we're driving along. So you'll hear the blinker and a bit of other noise, maybe a few other love life's interruptions. But that's why I love to record, because i got my thoughts going here. So where was I up to on those thoughts before I interrupted myself? Oh, that if you love smart technology of any kind and you're frustrated with tracking things like calories and steps, heavens to Betsy, that's a uh, expression we used if you're a little bit older like me. Um, if you're younger, you go, what the heck does heavens to Betsy mean? But um, if you're tracking things like steps and calories and distance and speed and you're wondering about how do you convert all of that across to something that's meaningful about your health. Is Here's my whole question always whenever I think about tracking. And of course, we have clinically validated health software that you'll get with any of our tools. You get any of our tools, we package in the clinically validated health software to track the impact of any physical activity that you do. And it's like, is, here's the question. Is the physical activity that you're doing the correct dose on a rolling seven days in order to lower your risk from the number one cause of sickness and death. That's what you have to ask yourself. Because it's great to, well, if you do 12,000 steps, did those steps actually, in real life, in that seven-day period, help you accumulate a lower risk from a, the number one cause of sickness and death, cardiovascular disease, and also a very positive influence at decreasing your risk over the number two cause of sickness and death, which is cancer a cancer event so you don't know that though if you do 12,000 steps one day and 9,000 steps the next day and then you have a couple of days where you're not very active you're doing three or four thousand steps I'll just say this up front tracking your steps doesn't have any bearing well I shouldn't say doesn't very likely has no bearing on whether or not you've improved your health outcomes and lowered your risk of a cardiovascular event or a cancer event. The laser focus we have with the new science of physical health. It just doesn't have that influence or, or that, bear, that bearing on it because I'll tell you, this is very simple and straightforward. If I did 4,000 steps and someone else, you did, let's just say you, listen to this, you did 12,000 steps, but my heart rate intensity as a percentage of my maximum in my 4,000 steps reached 80 to 85% and your heart rate 
max, your heart rate intensity as a percentage of your maximum heart rate. I won't go into the formula here. We do that in other episodes. If that, if my, yours reach 60% for your, for your 12,000 steps and mine reaches 85%, I'll guarantee you that I have better physiological health adaptations for that day. Steps, they're not the thing. Calories, they are not the thing. Distance traveled, they're not the thing. Amount of reps you do, the number of exercise sessions, that is old world thinking. It's not the new science of physical health thinking. What is, the, guarantee you it's heart rate, and I'll guarantee you and have to convert that on a rolling seven days into a number that our clinically validated health software proves that, ha, that it will lower, has lowered your risk of a cardiovascular event. What that means when I say clinically validated is that it's based on the world's largest heart study of over 45,000 people called the Hunt Study over a number of generations. And it shows that certain people at a certain heart rate intensity on a rolling seven days had a far lower risk of cardiovascular disease compared to people who had a much lower heart rate intensity. So the ones that had a, had a higher, and they just accumulated more levels of heart rate at a higher level over a longer period of time in a rolling seven days. I don't want to confuse it too much, but that's the basics of it. So then let's get back now to, if you want to track, by the way, that's what I'm saying, if you get my thoughts together, if you want to track and understand this world that's coming in the next five to 10 years, probably even closer than that, to be honest, maybe the next two to five years, then you need to get the mini-series that I've created, five-part mini-series streaming that it's over five hours worth of audio listening. That's called the Thomas Edison of Health Technology in the 2020s. All right, on to today's episode. Got the coolest thing, I think, of all time. This is the bit of the break from um, the last couple of episodes. I want to come up, I want to talk to you about a concept called turning back your body clock. We have a tool that's under development and it'll be released soon that's called Turn Back Your Body Clock Report. This is the simplest way to explain it. I have a birthday age of 55 years old, but I have a physiological age or a body clock age that could well be different. And I'll use the perfect example, and I've talked about this. If you've heard anything in my series before, you'll know this. If you haven't, this is the first time you're hearing it. My father was 46 years old when I took a phone call from my mother, and that he and she said, love, dad's died. Those three words to me, love, dad's died. I play it on all my introduction videos, all my introductions to the mini-series. I give that excerpt of that conversation I had with my mother back on November the 1st, 1989, at 3.30 p.m. when I was working in one of Australia's premier fitness clubs in Canberra, right near Parliament House. Now, if you don't know what Parliament House is, it's like, say, you've seen in the, in the United States on movies you've seen and from Hollywood, you've seen Congress where they have the building near the White House where all the politicians meet. Well, that's where I used to work in Australia at Parliament House, the equivalent of the U.S. Congress or, you know, um, the, uh, the House of Lords in the, in the United Kingdom, things like that. So I was working there and I took a phone call when I was 22 years old and it was just from a, literally the lightning bolt from nowhere that my father at 46 had just dropped dead of the world's number one cause of sickness and death. Isn't this interesting, by the way? It was the number one cause of sickness and death way back in 1989 and all these decades later, now some three decades later, and I'm older than he was when he passed away, is still the number one cause of sickness and death. Sickness and death, not just death, 
but sickness and permanent sickness where people are taking medication just to try and hold off the potential risk of a heart attack or a stroke or other cardiovascular events because there's other ones besides that. All right, so my father, his body was well past 46. When I say his body, life inside his body, things like um, the stickiness of his blood, the flexibility of his artery walls, his uh, stroke volume of his heart, um, his uh, his uh, chronotropic function of his heart, things that some of these things you've never heard of, that I go way deep into in my book and the audio version and some of the courses and things that we offer with the book. So um, my whole point is, is this, the human body can physiological, physiologically age much faster. So we created a program, a report, called Turn Back Your Body Clock. And I'm just introducing it to you here. That will become available. We're just testing out the final bits of it right now. And it's based on the physiology inside your body. It's based on what you eat. And it's based on your stress levels. And what happens is we take some of the medical biometrics that, that you, you get a hold of for the report. We take some a couple of questionnaires and some other physical questions that we ask. And using science, using medical research, well-defined, well-peer-reviewed, um, it goes into some software that we've created, had created, and that software will be able to produce a 20-page personalized-to-you report called Turn Back Your Body Clock. Now, I just and what we do then is we use all of the education content in the New Science of Physical Health and the clinically validated health software to help you do exactly that. Every 90 days, we recommend that you get a new um, Turn Back Your Body Clock report. There's got the whole website coming out with it. We're really excited about that. So that is something I wanted to touch base with you, that my father passed away at 46. It's highly likely, highly likely, his physiological age was already 66. If we'd done this test, called Turn Back Your Body Clock report on him when he was 45, we probably would have found he was 65 or 70. No no question about that. None, because that's why he died so early. Is it possible to reverse your body clock age so that you could bring it, in fact, below your birthday age? Well, the answer to that is yes. You absolutely can bring your body clock age below your birthday age. So there's people that we've worked with in the trial phase that, and there's now been, I won't go into it, but there's been a lot of people using it. And that there's been people who are say, you know, 42, when they start, their body clock age is 50, but now they've worked so diligently over each 90 day segment following the plan that we've laid out, that what we're using our clinically validated health software They've now reversed their body clock age to be below their birthday age. Some people five, six, seven years below, or even a few people 10 and 12 years below their birthday age. So you might be 42, but your physiological age is only 32. Now, if you're a person listening to this and you're an advanced person and you're already very physically active and you really are into tracking and improving your physical health status to reduce your risk of the number one cause of sickness and death, then you could get a hold of this report and for yourself and validate how far are you below your birthday age. And I think that's a tremendous goal for anyone. 
is if you're over your birthday age, your, if your body clock's over your birthday age when you get this, then how can you, we give you a plan on how to rewind and reverse your body clock age so it meets your birthday age. But then there's tremendous goal of saying, well, what are, is there anything to stop me from getting it lower? No, there's not anything to stop you from getting it lower at all. The benefit of that is it will totally dramatically reduce. We give you this plan. Lay out the plan and build the plan into your daily life. And I'll say this, without crazy dieting and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks of ridiculous amount of time spent on physical activity every single day, that is not included in our plan. But it is a plan that nonetheless is validated, like everything with the new science of physical health, backed by peer-reviewed medical research and the scientists that I I directly communicate with myself, not just reading their research, but directly talk to them, ask them questions and participate with them on formulating these things. So that's turn back your body clock, everybody. Really excited about it. Once again, if you want to be because this program goes out all over the world now, the 60 countries, 600 cities, and we're always looking to build those up more and we'll put up some effort towards that. But um, if you're one of those people that you go, oh, I'm interested in looking at, you know, turn back your body clock when it becomes available, it's, and basically it's a follow-on resource from our book. So when that comes out, if you want to be one of those first people, if, the, if you're listening to this, you know, um, and it's not out just yet, you, I want you to click on the show notes and there's a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where I will get you registered so that you're one of those first people that ever gets access to turn back your body clock. That's it, everybody. Thanks for joining me at this episode of The Daily Drop. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.